0: Oh god! I just remembered we're gonna have a season where it's just three separate dubs.
1: Uh, I think we'll 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 make it through.
0: In like twenty twenty two, when we're all pod people.
1: We're already pod people if you think about it. <laughs> And welcome to the Magic Winx Clubhouse, a podcast where two best friends get together and recap every episode of the Italian Magical Girl series Winx Club. I'm Brendan, fairy of the surging sea.
0: And I'm Tess, fairy of the Rolling Stones.
1: And this week we have a very special guest with us. Please introduce yourself as the fairy or witch of your power set.
2: I am Crest, witch of the words yet unwritten.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: All of our guests have been witches.
1: I sense a theme.
0: All two of our guests have been witches.
1: Three, because Charlie was technically a guest host.
0: I know, but I'm trying to keep the kayfabe.
1: (laughs) Alright, so this week... Actually, before we get into the episode, Crest, what is your background with Winx Club?
2: Oh, I am a four kids person it was on all the time as a kid i refer to domino as sparks all the time and i probably will continue to do so regardless of how it got translated over here by now and it's domino now so yeah that's a thing um but yeah that's pretty much me and winks <laughs> Awesome. Right.
0: i mean i don't know a kid who didn't grow up with uh four kids or i guess a 90s kid who didn't grow up with four kids
1: yeah it kind of stopped being a thing like 2014,
2: I think. Yeah, when I think it was called Horizon at the time crashed.
0: When did four kids?
1: I think they're still around in some ways like a media distributor, but I don't think they're actively making their own content.
0: Yeah. Four kids Four Kids TV ended on December twenty-seventh, two thousand and eight.
1: Ooh, Jimp Jimpies? Jinkies. <laughs>
0: Vintage.
1: So today, we are watching Season 1, Episode 21, The Crown of Dreams. The original Italian title is Ice Trap, and aired March 14th of 2004, and the 4Kids dub title is The Frozen Palace, which aired on October 30th of 2004. So I guess this is our Halloween episode.
2: <laughs> no, there's still a few more episodes to go before we reach that point. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah um,
0: I have a note immediately Because during the um Italian opening My dyslexic <gasps> Read that as Trapola de Chicago
1: uh, Winks Trapped in Chicago <laughs> oh. Isn't that a Home Alone movie? Uh, <laughs> so because we don't have any Listener questions uh, Would you be opposed if we got right into it? Um
2: question in person. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so We're sorry. We're
0: so used to not having qu- listener questions. Um
2: that's gonna change, cause in my document I currently have uh, um twelve questions lined up for you, so brace yourself. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, it's a quiz. Oh or I'm I know. so excited. I but I'm only gonna give you one at a time, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Rapid fire. Light Light the um okay, keeping with the girls' general designs and personalities, just give them a new power set entirely. Oh, see, Ooh. this is this is good.
0: Ooh, I like this. This ha. is
1: good because they did not do the thing where they give them just like color sets based on their powers. Stella, fairy of orange. Well, yeah. Usually, the fire one is red. The water one's blue. The wind one is green.
0: I think Techna would be poison.
1: <laughs> sure, her hat's a hypodermic needle.
0: Oh well, no, she's like all purple.
1: Uh the hardest part of these questions for me is they're kind of involved. Uh,
0: we can't change the names. Cause if like Flora would already be
1: Yeah. Glass. This isn't Ugh. one I can come up with on the spot, I'm afraid.
0: Techna's poison. Next question. Something happened and I lost the audio, but
2: Crest is giving us another question. Design a musical episode where people randomly burst in a song.
1: Oh, ah! yes.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, so with the plot arc of season one, <laughs> I love the fact that there are two musicals, and they don't have anything to do with anything. A musical episode. So it, there's usually some sort of justification for why the episode is a musical to begin with. <clears throat> like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's a demon doing it. Or some kind of spell. And Scrubs, it's like the lady has a weird brain tumor that makes her think everything is a musical. But given that Musa is here, I kind of want her whole planet just to be a musical episode. Like, that's, that's the plot. The girls go to Planet Melody and they are stuck in a, like, extremely overwrought spectacle Broadway musical. Because life there is just like this. Hmm. I love
0: that answer and I will completely agree with you
1: and um, uh, Pepe gets a soliloquy about how much his mother does not love him
2: (laughs) oh dear
0: imagine a father should be from Gem and the Hologram except turned on its head
1: except it's sung in a Donald Duck voice yes (laughs)
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Oh yeah. We also like Gem and the Holograms here,
1: uh, and also the tricks. Uh, th- it's just candy store from Heather's. Mm.
2: I don't know what that is. Sadly,
1: it's it's one of the best villain songs in a musical ever. You should look it up. Um,
2: and
0: it's and it's like the third song in the musical.
1: It's literally the second song in the musical. You it the way it's structured, you think hmm. it plays near the end of Act One. Nope. Number two on the soundtrack. <laughs> and it's also um. like a, a three part Harmony villain song, which is what makes it even better. Hmm. So that's my that's my pitch for the musical episode. Uh also Bloom has a song where she you know, like mopes about her birth parents because that's just gonna start happening and keep happening until mm. the movie. I I do hope you like that uh, that uh musical idea.
2: It's neat. And I can picture still and going like, how do you not go insane?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Let's get Kraken. Let's find Craig McCracken.
1: I could go for a giant evil squid. Or a shot I of rum. <laughs> Giant calamari! So let's get into it. We pick up right after the end of last week's episode where Bloom has fallen into an icy fissure. Bloom be dead. Unless you're uh four kids, because they they changed this. They changed what scene the episode starts with.
0: I was very angry at that.
1: Uh, Since this is a cartoon, and Bloom is the main character, she's fine. Uh, she did not fall, like, straight down, apparently. She, she hit the wall and slid, so that slowed her down enough that she only really fell for, like, a foot. Into probably pretty dense snow.
0: Four Kids starts off with the next scene from doom.
1: Okay, so Bloom just kind of starts walking through the caves, uh, trying to find a way out. And then we go topside, where the action is still happening. Because this ice troll is still stomping around.
2: Isn't it just a yeti?
1: Kinda, yeah.
0: I saw it again, and it still looks like that friggin' red monster that I was talking about last episode.
1: <laughs> For me, it- I call it a troll just because it looks like a video game troll.
0: Uh, I call it the ice monster.
2: So, Musa has an energy something spell.
0: Yeah, that was weird.
2: She says she- didn't she say
1: she uses it to find her dad backstage? backstage yes. <laughs> she uses it to find her car keys.
0: <laughs> In Cinnaloom, Tecna goes completely off the rails and suggests an all-out assault on the ice monster and Musa responds with that's a terrible idea, we need to find the main character. <laughs> In Four Kids it starts off at this scene Stella says they need to find Bloom. Tecna shouts, We need to find her quickly! And Musa has an energy spell to find Bloom. Instead of making any kind of new animation for this, there's just a weird noise and a scene transition.
1: Musa shrieks like a bat and her echolocation <laughs> pings off the icy cliffs.
2: And they find the castle <laughs> very fast. Very fast.
1: Yeah, conveniently enough, there are a bunch of, like, Icy spires sticking out of
2: the snow. And Stella hasn't an all access all castle paths. Where was something like this during the incident with Diaspro?
0: Hey, look! Those look like castle towers! Those are indeed castle towers!
2: Yeah, music confirms that
1: because somehow she can recognize castles on site.
0: But it pauses on her for a hot second and it looks like she can't even believe what she just said.
2: And then Techno makes a Joke about how it's more colder than the moons of Jupiter, which she knows about Jupiter, but Earth is a mystery to her.
0: In Four Kids, yes.
2: (laughs) And Stella's apparently defrosted castles before in Four Kids. Yeah. What is Hilaria?
0: Los Angeles, apparently.
1: (laughs) Maybe it's just tidally locked. And there's a hot side and a cold side, and sometimes they randomly swap.
0: It's like the magnetic poles of Earth.
2: The weather doesn't exist.
1: Uh, Stella does pull out her staff and she starts, you know, channeling sunlight to melt the ice around the castle. And doing thousands of dollars of water damage in the process. Oh,
0: God. Um,
1: They are not getting their security deposit back.
2: And back with Bloom, we have Horrific Echoes yeah she's wandering around in the dark
1: and it turns out that uh she's not in caves she is in part of the castle that is locked under the ice and it's sort of frozen in time and it's been completely sacked
0: i wrote down oh good we're gonna get once upon a december playing soon
1: (laughs) I have, in my notes, Bloom continues to walk through the ruined castle, but, but, but before she can break into Once Upon a December from Don Bluth's November 1997 hit film Anastasia, produced by 20th Century Fox, an earthquake shakes the castle. Yeah, that could have ended badly.
0: How do you remember this? You were an infant.
1: I looked it up. I googled for the sake of a joke.
0: Thank you, Brenton. Um, can Bloom stop falling for two seconds?
1: No. Yeah, uh, She must have gotten vertigo when she fell down that hole. Uh, but the
2: earthquake is actually just Stella melting the ice, apparently. And Tecna helps by boosting her powers, which, where have those, like, these been?
0: <laughs> In, uh, Synulum. Techna says that she is creating a concentric dome to increase your powers, Stella. The ionic particles you generate will be catalyzed, Stella. And in four kids, it's um
2: Based off an advanced magical calculus class.
0: A power squared spell instead of, I don't know, a magic lampshade.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, instead of just working on basic physics. <laughs>
0: I'll double your powers by themselves! That's not how that works.
2: Again, where has this spell been? So, they melt the castle, cause water damage, and they run it with bloom and go in, I guess. Yeah, they they head into
1: the castle once it's been uh, thought out. Uh, there's the earthquake, as it were, actually exposed part of the catacombs and... They have not been ransacked, so Flora speculates that the ancestor witches didn't attack that part of the castle because they did not know about it.
2: And Forkid says powerful magic protected it, and apparently trapped voices from the past are a thing.
1: It's like a residual haunting, almost.
2: Yeah, you'd think this would be more of a thing, especially in places like Elfeo or Cloud Tower.
0: So Stella subscribes to the Stone Tape theory in Four Kids.
2: Yeah, Stone Tape theory.
0: Um, Um, why does Techna have a map?
2: Because she can cast the scanning spell.
1: Yeah, I think she just kind of did like a. Well, Muse Bat screamed. That probably helped.
2: She knows Libra from Final Fantasy.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So they decide to go down into these undamaged catacombs.
0: And 15 feet in...
1: Glittery Daphne appears! Uh, but instead of being, like, her usual bright gold self that she shows up as in Bloom's Dreams, this one is very clearly
2: a ghost. Hmm.
0: She wiggles her way towards the group, says, follow me, and wiggles away. And...
2: They talk along the way, she knows about the dragon flame, that it was stolen, where its whereabouts are. It's not here on Sparks, but she does not tell them where, much like Farragonda held back on character development in episode 19. I'm like, people are dying! Tell Bloom
0: stuff! (laughs) I also know that the dragon flame was stolen. Why did you not tell me this?
1: This is very heavy fantasy movie nonsense and I'm here for it our (laughs) heroes go into the bowels of a ruined castle and are greeted by a ghost who says come with me I'm going to give you some real good character development
0: bloom of gardenia I have come for you
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then we reach the royal treasure room
0: um side note real quick I hate Daphne's hair with that headpiece
2: it's bad
0: (laughs) It's I, really bad. I love
2: Daphne's mask, but yeah, the headpiece is a bit much. It, I, yeah, the, the masquerade
1: mask is enough. The headdress is a bit much.
0: And then the pigtails, like, why?
1: So the, uh, Daphne leads them to the treasury, which was not touched because the witches didn't care about Domino's, like, monetary value. They just wanted the dragon
2: flame. Or they just didn't find it, that too. And I look at this and I think that might to some people.
1: Yeah, there's actually a very cute joke in the Cinnelum dub, uh, where Musa says it looks like Bloom is richer than Stella, and Stella says that she knows who to ask the next time she's low on cash.
0: And in Four Kids, Musa says, Bloom can live large. This is some kind of bling bling. And Stella replies, this is my kind of room.
2: Uh, And then Bloom gets her crown. And I like it. Yeah,
1: Bloom has... Daphne leads Bloom to, like, this glass dome. And underneath is not a uh, slowly wilting rose. Or
0: a Snow White. <laughs> just the one.
1: But a a tiara on a satin pillow. And it is apparently Bloom's tiara.
0: Because they knew how big her head was going to be when she grew up.
1: <laughs> it's probably a hereditary thing, like the crown jewels of England. And or... they just resize it. Magic is real in this universe. I'm pretty sure resizing that too. is a thing. Yeah, they could just magic resize it. It's like um, scaling an object in Photoshop.
2: <laughs> so when Bloom picked up the crown, this, Bloom, this is your life.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so I have a train of thought here, which is why does Bloom's dad sound like the movie trailer guy? And then wait, is that not Bloom's dad? Who is this narrator?
2: We might find out in the movie.
1: It's it's a mysterious narrator. The Four Kids dub at least has it
2: be Daphne who narrates this flashback.
1: I like
0: that a lot better.
2: And I have a note about this backstory thing. During the Cinnaloom dub, the last sentence pissed me off a little bit. The king and queen went into exile. Daphne, you might be a magical ghost, but you are still around. Why didn't you tell your parents what you did with your baby sister?
1: I don't know. Ghost stuff.
0: (laughs) I don't know. What would you do if your entire house and all of your subjects were frozen? Also, this proves that the ancestral witches are not... This hasn't happened years ago. They were just really, really old. And not ancestral. I don't know.
2: I Uh, think...
1: I think that this entire Domino backstory, and we we He's mentioned dumb. this a little bit. Well, no, it, what <laughs> we said in the last episode was, this makes more sense if it was like sixteen hundred years ago, or mm. sixteen thousand years ago. Probably not, not. a flat sixteen
0: and Bloom was thrust into the future on Earth, which is apparently she was sent to, like, Pensacola, Florida, and not Italy?
1: Yeah, they they zoom in on the center of the United States, so I guess
2: Gardenia's in Illinois. Time dilation is a weird thing. <laughs> then, now my not say question and unhelpful answer, so I'm guessing Daphne's still refusing to be helpful.
0: Oh, naturally.
1: The important thing about this is, though that um after bloom comes out of her little vision and explains that she's seen the the full backstory and learned that her parents are apparently still alive out there uh she promises daphne that once the tricks have been dealed with dealt with uh, her very next duty is going to be to find her parents stay tuned for the entire plot of season two ha
0: now that i've learned about my past i feel stronger i'm gonna mm-hmm. go punch a bear
1: um, oh, and uh, Daphne ascends to the afterlife because her final business has been resolved as a spirit.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, and just and just like that, Daphne is dead. She's <laughs> gone. She has disappeared. We know she is not, but it just looks like she's just dead.
2: Stay tuned for season five. <laughs> <laughs> and the girls leave the treasure behind, even though Bloom and Stella have bags of holding. I'm pretty sure, and Flora. Everybody does. Who needs pockets? You're magic.
0: Where do you think music is that flute from?
2: Um Um so they agree to go face Doom. They did agree to go marching to the Lion's Den.
1: Yeah, the Winks sleeve Castle Domino. Bloom wants to go back to Magic's and get the And punch the tricks. Yeah, just punch him. Go for it. And uh before everybody gets too comfortable though, the ice troll is back and has brought reinforcements. Mm-hmm. The 4Kids dub calls them Ice Crabs, and I am going to use that name moving forward.
0: This scene in 4Kids made me so mad as a Marylander.
2: <laughs> How so? <laughs> oh, hey, wait. Are... <laughs> ice crabs are an actual thing?
0: No, 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 no. Just crabs in general, because she's talking about crab cakes.
2: Oh, okay. Um, Stella has a great line during this fight sequence, where she says, Send them to the great recycling bin in the sky.
0: That was nice. Along
2: with Daphne, apparently. Uh,
0: Techno removed the spe- those specific crabs she fought from existence. Um, in Four Kids, before they freeze, before they freeze, before they transform, Stella says, Let's make crab cakes. I know a great recipe. Oh. After they transform, Flora doesn't get the joke and says, So what's the recipe? Stella replies, you can either deep fry or broil them, but first you need to crush them. And I'm like, Stella, no, that's how you get shell everywhere. You need to boil the crabs, then pick them to make crab cakes. I am particular about my crab cakes. Brendan can't have them.
1: You you can broil or deep fry the actual crab cakes, though.
0: Oh, absolutely. But you don't crush a crab before you boil them.
2: (laughs) Um...
0: Unless you have a soft shell crab, those are also delicious.
2: And this has been the Magic Wings cooking show.
0: Ha! <laughs> Welcome to Foodcast.
1: I want to go through this fight scene because there's some pretty cool moves that happen.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, like, when the other girls get called on to transform, they just straight up backflip into the sky and transform.
0: That was rad.
1: Takuna breaks out the bomb packs from last episode. Ha! Uh, Musa pulls a flute. And start some <laughs> improvisational jazz fluting.
0: Lays down a sick jazz a sick flute track, um, in four kids <laughs> Do you know any jazz?
1: <laughs> it's pretty skittily beep up bad.
0: <laughs> um what Flora does here is totally gonna ruin the structural integrity of this castle.
1: She makes vines grow out of the solid stone walls, which is really cool.
0: Uh, in four kids, the reason why I said, "Do you know any jazz?" is because Flora asks Musa to play some jazz because apparently jazz fills these specific plants with the vim and vigor required to fight things.
2: Well, isn't there like a actual study that talking to plants helps them grow better? So it's not that much of a stretch, and magic is real.
0: I I yeah. know, but it's still funny.
1: <laughs> and there's also the thing where um playing music for plants can help them grow better.
0: Uh death metal was the best if I remember correctly.
1: <laughs> also Musa makes a like
2: a uh, a shield wall with her fluting.
0: <laughs> Flouting.
2: So Musa okay. and Tecna are on point at least in combat. I really liked that this
1: showed that Musa and Tecna can well especially Tecna is actually Pretty skilled as a fighter,
0: because you usually think of um, technology and music as being "quote unquote" nerdy, but these or, nerds will kick your
1: ass, or or more like support abilities,
0: they'll still kick your ass.
1: Yep. So the ice crabs start piling against the castle gates, and uh, Techno orders a tactical retreat, and everybody you know runs inside. Uh, Musa offers to put that same barrier she just threw up around the entire gate, but she'd have to get in close range to do that.
0: Yeah. I just remembered something. I remember what this reminds me of. What? The fall of Haven from Dragon Age Inquisition.
2: Kinda, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I haven't played that yet. Um. And also, it's not a good idea for Musa to get too close to those things because apparently, in the four kids dub, they say one I. I don't remember if it was a bite or if it was, like, a pinch, but it'll make your wings disappear and you go poof, which is probably terrifying.
0: Oh no, don't poof them!
2: Poof. Yeah.
1: Uh, don't worry, they'll spend a little bit of time in their gym and then they'll regenerate. <laughs> <laughs> the Frost Troll is back, and apparently now it has ice breath. As you do. And it starts using its breath weapon on Stella and Musa. And that has the girls retreat from the courtyard into the actual inner castle. Uh, Four of these ice crabs, like the ice crabs pile up against the door and they
2: break it down. Because it's a weak stone door that was probably just not helped by the water damage. (laughs) Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's waterlogged wood.
0: You know that thing where where water gets into rock and then expands when it freezes and...
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Tons of erosion damage. So, Musa does this really cool thing, because she's cornered by some of these, like, ice crabs. So, she makes this pair of, like, big old subwoofer discs. And wraps them to death.
0: This is so cool! <laughs> you
1: no, know, there's, a, there's a bad rap in the four kids dub.
0: Which I wrote down. Please I love
1: have... this, actually,
2: a little bit. Okay, um, you in... may.
0: Well, first of all, in Sin Loom... This was the most bad thing I've seen from the show. <laughs> this was so cool. Um, The attack is called Sonic Mega Blast, so it's the new Sonic the Hedgehog game. <laughs> but this was so cool. In 4Kids, yo, creepy crawly ice boys, gonna bust you like your toys. Crush you, cube you, send you back to Ice Cube Plats with my double subwoofer blast. Thanks. Yay! How'd you like them bars?
2: Those lines were fire. <laughs> um, before we got to Muse's awesome moment, didn't the boys erupt out of the sky or was that a four kids thing? Uh, um, and this,
1: that happens a little bit later.
2: Okay. Oh, actually, worry, no, I it's the lost. exact next thing
1: that happens. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> it happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the a Red Fountain Dropship comes in, it lands in the castle courtyard, and Sky, Brandon, and Timmy are here to do some sword and gun stuff.
0: The only Red Fountain Boys
1: that matter!
2: Riven is not valid.
1: <laughs> Riven was cancelled.
2: He's still near the abyss, where he belongs. <laughs> so we
1: have some more fight stuff here. Flora tries to make a vine barricade, but these things have claws and teeth, so they just kind of tear through it. Beware the banderstatch, Flora! They. She also makes some more of those flowers that eat things. That
0: is so rad!
1: They look like daisies, but when the crabs step on them they get at. <laughs> they get got. Also, oh no, is this where this happens or was it a little bit earlier? Yes, this is where this happens. So Stella is sticking with Bloom because Bloom doesn't have any powers right now. You and too. uh like some ice crabs almost get the jump on Bloom, but she pulls like a torch sconce out of the wall and starts using it as a mace.
0: Um, a little earlier, um, it looks like Stella, like right before Bloom like, gets the torch, she's fly- flying, but it looks like she just slides across the floor on her knees. <laughs> <Da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na>.
1: Somebody <laughs> turned off Collision on Stella. <laughs> That's Tekna's final spell, T-Pose to assert dominance.
0: <laughs>
1: Disable their AI packages.
0: God mode.
1: <laughs> Techno opens the console.
0: So the girls are in a rotunda now.
1: Because this... I call it a rotunda because it's like a... It's a four-way intersection and the ceiling is made of glass. So that's really all I could figure it could be. Hmm. <laughs> or some kind of ballroom, maybe? But... Instead of uh, dancing around, the Yeti comes in. Yeah. So... Uh, Sky charges in and uh, Slices up some crabs that were about to get Bloom and then Brandon and Timmy jump through the ceiling uh,
0: like, This shot is going to show how big The snow monster really is now that we have Something for scale This thing is
1: huge Yeah it's absolutely massive It reaches its Like it crushes the glass ceiling With its fist and just kind of punches down
2: Well and the interest of fairness, the specialists are trained for monsters like these. I mean, they ride around on dragons, so. They are too
1: small to do damage to this thing on a meaningful scale.
0: They need their hover bikes with rope so they can wrap it around the feet like an at at from Star Wars. They needed
2: to bring those dragons <laughs> with them, <laughs> including the one with the salami wings.
0: Ah, salami wings! There is some really cool Sentai like music coming up soon. Or like Power Rangers music coming up soon. <laughs> the,
1: the the magical winks theme that happens during the fight scene. It was so cool. It's a very good piece and I'm Are we talking Four Kids or Cinnaloom? Cinnaloom. The four kids dub has their own music library.
2: Which oh.
0: isn't as good.
1: I'll check
2: it unfortunately. out.
0: Unfortunately.
2: It's got some it look, Mean Girls Rule is a bop. I like it feels <laughs> like magic actually. See, Uh, I'm
0: just here to complain.
2: (laughs) And apparently I'm here to be logical and a little bit snarky, I guess.
0: Well, we adore snark.
1: There's a really cool bit here where, uh, since Bloom is incapacitated as the leader, she tells Techna to coordinate the attack against this thing. Uh, There's also a very good four kids moment. When the boys showed up, Brandon said, Don't worry, girls, we're here to save you. And then after they can't damage the troll, Stella goes, (laughs) don't worry, boys, we're here to save you.
2: Yes!
0: (laughs) Yes, Stella, work.
1: So Tecna traps the ice troll in one of her, like, cage balls. Cage balls! Flora covers the outside of it with flowers, and Stella makes them bloom, and they start spinning... Because Musa makes the whole thing vibrate, and then it explodes.
0: Okay, I do not like the noise those flowers are making in Cinaloom.
1: I forget what it was. Was it a weird, gross, wet noise?
0: Those are making some weird, gross, wet noises, and I am not here for this.
1: Well, the good news is, once the troll is destroyed, it just kind of dissolves into snow. As you do. I thought that was kind of a cool effect. So, back on the ground, Stella hugs Brandon... Uh, you know, she's grateful that they showed up, even if they really were only a momentary distraction. Ha. Huh. Uh, Tecna asks how the Specialists even knew they were on Domino. And that's when Sky explains that after Red Fountain fell last episode, and the Specialists took refuge at Alfea, he asked about them. And Palladium, uh, told, th- told him about... The mission to Domino, and was able to get their dropship somewhere in the general area, like not actually on the planet, but somewhere around it.
0: Four Kids has a cooler way that they got there.
1: Uh, there is a point here in, I believe this is the Cinaloom dub, or maybe it's the Four Kids, I can't recall which.
0: There's only two, pick one.
1: Well, Brandon calls Sky Brandon again.
0: That was in Cinaloom. Brandon messed up his line.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brandon's voice actor messed up his line. Called Sky Brandon, so the writers forgot that was already revealed. And he also calls himself a page instead of a squire, so I guess he got demoted?
0: <laughs> Wipe out.
2: So, Stella and Bloom make up with their respective bows, and I'm of two minds about this, because... Over the next few seasons, I can appreciate the relationship Stella, Bloom, and Tecna have with each of their bows. But, and Tecna is an excuse from this because her and Timmy never really had that issue. But this season, I don't, this scene, sorry, sort of irks me a little bit and I'm not sure why.
0: Well, these were bad endings regardless. These (laughs) endings, it was bad.
2: Yeah, um,
1: well... I, I guess we'll probably see, Stella will probably mention that she made up with Brandon at some point next episode. Hmm. But I do agree that for how big of a reaction Bloom had to the reveal, she is surprisingly chill now. Hmm.
0: Okay, so, uh, they're on the dropship going home.
1: Yeah, they're they're flying back to Alfea. And Musa is playing some lo-fi beats on her flute.
0: And Flora is napping on Musa's shoulder and it is cute as balls.
1: Uh, Sky finally talks to Bloom like like a real person and uh, tells her that he has broken off his betrothal with Diaspro. Really, Bella?
0: You two, su- you two suck at flirting.
2: I like that your dog decided to interrupt. The romance gets um, better in later seasons, don't worry. I know.
1: this. It gets worse this... and then it gets better. <laughs> this, um...
2: This ending is not the
1: best. It feels too rushed.
2: Yeah, that's, that's probably what I was trying to get at earlier. Have you
1: two noticed that over the last couple of episodes, we have had a bit of a pacing issue? Yeah. And by we, I mean the show itself has had a pacing issue.
0: We're, we paced great. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> so either a lot happens, but the episode it feels slow. Not enough happens, but not enough happens fast.
0: Or it's all fight scenes and we can't talk about any of it.
1: Yeah. And this episode felt like it had a really strong beginning. Everything that takes place in Castle Domino is wonderful. But everything after that feels like they realized they couldn't keep them on Domino for one more episode. So they had to get them out of there as fast as they could?
2: Well, for all we know, that could have been a producer thing from behind the scenes. Possibly. But it does feel like kind of late.
1: Somebody said, okay, now get them back so we can finish the season. Which is really funny because we have one, two, three, four, five, six more episodes after this. Five more episodes after this. It's not often that I ask TV shows to expand plot arcs or make things longer, but it feels like, okay, this is the first season, so of course they don't have everything figured out. It feels like a lot happened really early on, the middle of the show was a whole lot of filler, and now way too much is happening now. Like Uh,
0: That's what happens with TV shows in the early aughts.
1: I think there's a problem with children's media in general, and especially with the first season of a television show where you don't know like the future of your franchise if it gets off the ground so you don't want to put all of your cards on the table too early and have nowhere to go from there.
0: Hmm. Right.
1: But I really feel like we could have we could have done more with spreading this the return to domino and the even the midterm exams like we probably could have spaced out a little bit more
0: the gardenia episode that we talked about that really should have been a two-parter
1: yeah the one where bloom goes home
0: bloom goes hollywood
1: hey look it's bloom hollywood bloom (laughs) scooby-doo
0: reference (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> a gem in the holograms. Uh,
0: but also a Scooby-Doo reference.
2: So this episode has problems, but it's good.
0: This is the best episode in a while.
1: Oh, um, and the episode ends uh, with Bloom saying uh, she forgives Sky, but uh, she does not want to call him Prince Sky, And everyone laughs.
0: Oh, and for kids, <clears throat> it was so much worse.
1: Hmm. It was so cringy, I just shut it off. Like, I didn't I don't need to see the end of this.
0: Uh, Dan Green responds with, okay, baby.
1: Yeah, because Bloom wants to call him by a pet
2: name. Oh instead. god, I didn't e- even catch that scene when I made my notes for this.
0: Yeah, this was a really bad ending to a really good episode. Oh. Your,
2: br-
1: your brain glossed over it as a trauma response. It's fine. <laughs> So, this really was the best episode we've had in quite a while. Yeah. The end of season one looks like it's shaping up to be very, very strong. My only problem is, it looked like we were heading into the end of things last episode. Yeah. And I'm very curious how we're going to get five more episodes worth of material. Tying up, ends mainly. When this looks like it's gonna... I could see maybe two more episodes following this point. Mm. Uh, Maybe three. Yeah, three. It sounds about right. You get back to magics. You have a scene where Bloom tries and fails to get the dragon flame back. Something inspirational happens. She gets the dragon flame. She kicks the Trix's collective (sighs)
2: asses. Well, there's probably actually a fourth because there's a fourth point.
0: The Cloud Tower resolution. And then a hot teaser for next season.
2: I'm
1: interested to see exactly what's going to go on from here. Uh, Looking at the next couple of episode titles. Yeah. All Um, I'll say is brace yourself for horror in the next few episodes. Oh, good. Good. I like when they switch up genre stuff.
0: I'm excited. Are you? Wait, are there going to be goopy noises?
1: I have a feeling it's nothing but goopy noises.
0: Ah! It
1: gets worse. No! (laughs) It's all viscous substances from here on out. So, MVP, I guess? Okay. Yep, it's time to pick our best, worst, and MVP for the episode.
0: Alright, I am ready!
1: Crest, you are our guest, so I will ask you first, what was your best moment of the episode?
2: Musa for being awesome. Just Musa in general? No, I'm gonna save that for someone else. The rapping oh. scene in which he crushed those things in a very wicked way. Oh, oh, yes. The hallway fight was
1: pretty good. Tess, what's your best moment?
0: Do you know any jazz?
1: <laughs> um, My best moment is the
2: entire sequence with Daphne's ghost.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Ugh.
2: <laughs> It's funny you say that. Cause that's my worst moment. Ooh. Daphne, stop being an, an stop being an unhelpful... witch. Mm. I'm clawing in the air right now. You can't see me.
0: Controversy. Uh. Thanks for joining us, Crest. You're never welcome back. <laughs> Bye. I <Bye>, kid.
2: <laughs>
1: Leave meeting. Um, we kid. I-, I liked it because it's. It's very archetypical fantasy novel. Like, it just makes so much sense for the genre
2: that it gels well for me. I can agree with that and like that. But yeah, logically, I'm like,
1: Daphne, people are dying. Help your little sister against the
2: forces of evil, damn it.
1: (laughs) I mean, she's a dying.
2: (laughs) She's a ghost. What is she supposed to do? She's also a nymph that's supposed to look after the rest of the magic's universe and keep it from getting totally trashed at this point. But she's dead. <laughs> I wouldn't say she's dead. I'd say she's something else between the two. She's gone to a higher plane of existence. She's, she's in f- limbo.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, Cress, we know you're worse.
1: When we, uh, when Daphne is not with us, she's just listening to Calypso music. <laughs> um,
2: oh, I don't think we've gone, um, the other. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't gotten your worst moment yet.
0: Right my worst moment is the ending
2: fair uh my worst moment is
1: that the timeline is way too dilated for the scope of the story that's one hell of a drug <laughs> it yeah like like i mentioned earlier everything has happened way too recently for the epicness level the level of the level of epicosity that they're trying to promote. Are the ancestral witches
0: dead? Where are they? <coughs> Stay tuned. Well, there's there's ah. also
1: the fact that the Sinaloom narration describes them as the first evil beings the magic universe had ever seen. <laughs> and I find it hard to believe that <sighs> only 16 years ago, these evil biddies showed up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they found their power scoot. They were just really mad they missed brunch at Cracker Barrel.
1: They asked to speak to the manager.
2: Hmm. <laughs> um. Oh. MVP. Right.
0: Yes, Chris. What is your MVP? Or who the risk, is your MVP?
2: At the risk of drawing your ire, it's going to be Techna for her good zingers this episode.
0: Oh no, I I completely agree. Techna's great. I love her.
2: I adore Techna.
0: Both Cynilloom and Four Kids Techna were really fun this time. There was one time where she's like, "Call that tech support," and I'm like, "Aha!"
1: Oh, uh, there was a great line read by Cynilloom Techna earlier. When Stella asks, "Is that an earthquake?" Techna says, "I don't think so." Just no. She th- the flattest. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: I am thoroughly convinced at this point that Sinaloom does not have script supervisors or a voice director.
0: I mean, we thoroughly got that when I said that it sounds like Icy's reading from a script.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That was really dumb of me. Um, hmm.
1: No, but, like, it-, it made sense once you explained what you meant. <laughs> it's like she was doing the table read, not actually acting.
0: Right. She was marking um, her
1: lines. She didn't know they were recording that take.
0: <laughs> Alright, good take. I, I'm sorry, what?
1: <laughs> uh, wait, I can do that better. Nah, it's fine. Keep rolling! This is only going to be on DVDs sold in Eastern Europe. You're fine.
0: <laughs> they barely speak English. I'm just, I, I don't even know. Um, I'm going to say my best, or my MVP... <clears throat> Is Cinaloom Palladium for telling the boys how to get there.
1: My MVP is Daphne.
0: Of course. This for... episode was ver- was weirdly Scooby-Doo too.
1: <laughs> kind of. I just like Daphne being a weird ghost. And resolving her-, resolving her business and getting to move on to the afterlife.
0: That's what I'm going to do when I die. Just be a weird cool ghost.
1: Lekles. Are you going to wear your best ball gown and a weird mask?
2: Well, I mean, why not? Wouldn't you?
1: <laughs>
2: True. True.
0: It seems like when we have guests on, uh, the episodes go by quicker.
1: Probably because we don't get bogged down in uh, our psychosis. <laughs> the the slow uh, shattering of our minds from separation.
0: This was a very... I didn't curse that much this episode.
1: No, if anything, it was me. See, I think... Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is, Tess?
0: We're acting like natural human beings?
1: Yes, this is putting on... uh, This is putting on uh, latex human masks over our horrible lizard faces. (laughs) And (laughs) convincing a nice person that we are also regular people.
0: Well, the thing is, when we guessed when Cassidy guessed it, she knows how our relationship works. She knows our rapport.
1: Yeah. She knows that our friendship is based on us being mutually shady.
0: Uh Crest doesn't know us from Adam.
1: So I can't insult you nearly as much as I normally do.
0: I like how we're talking about him like he's not here. Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm
1: here. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So let's do our uh social plugs. Crest, you're the guest, so you get to go first. Tell us where you can be found on the internet,
2: if you want to be found, and anything that you'd like to plug. Um, my name's Crest, pronouns key him again. You can find me on Twitter at FantasyCrest, and just Crest on Pillowfort, which contains the links to all the other stuff, including the fanfics, which I will one day update, I swear to God. Um. No, I totally get that.
0: My gem fanfic has
2: been in limbo for like two or three years, man. Um. Speaking of Cassidy, um, yes, Cassidy, um, I recently starred on Kids and Their Dog when we covered the Samurai Sword, which was a bit of a journey. Ooh! Um. Oh, I've seen the start of that. It looks like some Orientalist nonsense. Mm, you're gonna love and hate it at the same time. Um, also on Cat with Cassidy, I star with them in Apex City's Hindsight Project for Silver Age. I'm one of the heroes for that. Oh, cool. Um, On Impact RPG Twitch channel, I play an Otterfolk cleric, which we'll get back to eventually. And I'm hoping to have a Ryutama project going again eventually, which I'll be putting on Vimeo because I am scared of the YouTube overlords. And that's my stuff.
0: You have a lot more stuff going on than we do.
1: (laughs) I just work and do this podcast. Mm. So... If you'd like to follow me, Brendan, on Twitter, you can find me at Sonata Waves. S-O-N-A-T-A-W-A-V-E-S. I recently changed my Twitter name so it's easier to figure out who I am.
0: You can find me, Tess, on Twitter, at Pocky Slice. That is Pocky like the delicious Japanese snack Slice as in a slice of pie.
1: If you'd like to follow the show on Twitter... You can follow us at Magic Winks Pod.
0: You can email us at Magic at gmail.com. That is the name of this podcast at gmail.com.
1: If you listen on a platform that accommodates ratings and reviews, go ahead, hit five stars, smash that subscribe button. Uh, if you cannot leave a rating or a review, I have to say it like a robot because apparently my speech box is broken. You can spread uh, the word about our podcast, tell other people about it, friends of yours who might, you know, remember Wink's Club from their childhood.
0: The ending of this episode was really, really bad. I feel like I need to put something in there between you finishing the podcast and you saying that last thing, so just keep going.
1: (laughs) So, join us again in the next... Uh, next time, which should be in the next two weeks, where we will be watching episode 22, Storming Cloud Tower.
0: Oh, snap!
1: And until then, meeting adjourned. Open your eyes, open
0: your mind. We are going The avalanche has buried all signs of her. Hey, everybody, look up there. Those look like castle towers. They are indeed castle towers.